Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey everybody, welcome to the Full Scale Outdoors Podcast. I am Dale Luganbill. Thank you very much for joining me. My guest today hails from North Dakota. He is a podcaster himself, has a couple of them actually. An avid outdoorsman of both hunting and fishing uh, from Las Vegas lives in North Dakota. Yeah, weird, right? Anyways, we get into that a little bit and a lot of other stuff. Had a great conversation with this gentleman. He is one of those guys that you just, um, for me, never talked to him before in my life. You pick up the phone, boom, off to the races. Great conversation. Like, I've known the guy my entire life. So I know you guys are going to enjoy this episode. Um, Yeah, let's just get into it. This is Theo Tolliver from the Blast and Cast podcast right here on the Full Scale Outdoors podcast. Oh, here we go, boys. Go. Ooh, I love that sound. This is a good one. Dude, thanks for uh, thanks for being a part of the show, man. Appreciate yeah, it. thanks for having me on, man. For sure, for sure. Yeah, it's something I, I've been meaning to get a hold of you for like quite some time, and it just <laughs> like it just keeps spacing. Like I just keep spacing out. Like probably well over a year, I've been meaning to reach out and finally reached out to you today, and and thankfully you're willing to do it because I need an episode this week, and <laughs> it's appropriate because today being Veterans Day. I mean, this will get re- released a day later, but as we recorded, it is Veterans Day, so um, thank you for your service. I know you're a veteran because we share uh, mutual friends um, with other people within HHO, Hometown Hero Outdoors. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, cool. well, uh, well, you know, thanks for the support, man. Yeah, and like, I it I, it's tough because like you want to do something. I do the same thing with my podcast. It's like you want to get a hold of somebody, and it just keeps like. It slips your mind, and life gets in the way, and it's just like, uh, oh, yeah, hey. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, it 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 definitely gets busy. It's it could be a thing. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, it's uh you like with mine like right now like scratching for an episode because you know life is happening you know uh, you know i was just like Ugh, you know but the, yeah the, so. the really shitty thing is is I, and i had my equipment with me i was like in your neck of the woods last week oh like, really like i totally <laughs> i totally messed up like i should like yeah we were i don't want to give away the exact area we were at but let's just say we we're somewhere between my not and devil's lake <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you shooting birds, man, or what? Or yeah, we were out there uh, chasing snow geese. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, brought the white yeah. spread out. Well, we we're kind gotcha. of hoping for a mixed bag, but it it turned yeah. into a, a primarily a snow goose hunt. But yeah, <laughs> so did you guys get me or what? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we actually did. We actually did pretty well, uh, at least by my standards. I mean, we yeah. Um, what was it? It was like two hundred and fifty six or two hundred fifty seven for four days. So not, Jeez. so not like, you know, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's good. A, that's good. Don't get me wrong. That's good. But I mean, it's not, I know people have done that in a day, you know, so it's not like. Jeez. Yeah. I was going to say like, hell, even on a trip for me, if I shoot anything, I mean, that's a successful right, trip for right, me. Right, right, <laughs> Have you been, have you been getting out? Dude, I haven't been. Like my buddy has been messaging <sighs> me like all the time. Like, Hey, way to go. Way to go. And then of course the next post I see he makes. They they literally like I'm not kidding you like every time he's gone out he shot well over 150 birds to oh 250 every single day every day and I'm just like oh my god I was like <laughs> what am I doing I'm like God I was like I hate work I was like I hate work and then on top of that like uh, I'm trying to fill my wife's buck tag too so that's that that's gonna take oh, priority sure, over sure, yeah. so because it is yeah. deer season out there yeah yep sure is yep so it just kicked off so. Yeah, we were yeah we were there when it kicked off. I mean, it was you know it's not like we planned to go for that weekend, but it's um, right. so we kind of we were trying to avoid the full moon because we'd been out there one year under a full moon, and boy did that just screw up everything. I mean, whether birds migrated through or they fed at night or whatever they did, like we had a hell of a time staying on birds. So yeah. after that, we're like, okay, trips from here on out will not be around a full moon. <laughs> so the week we kind of wanted to go which was like that third week of october was the full moon so we're like well that sucks uh yeah and the yeah. following week didn't work out for anybody so we're like well the week that works is deer season but whatever we'll just <laughs> we'll just go you know i mean it's, it's right and it wasn't a big deal like we didn't run into any problems with um like getting permission or anything like that we we had no, yeah. we had no issues so yeah, yeah. I think typically with like geese and and ducks and whatever like that, waterfowl are pretty accessible. You know, you don't have to worry about you know deer hunters or anything. But if you're not buying any trees and if you're buying right, wide open space, right. you don't have to worry about them. So yeah, you're just in a you're just in a cornfield. Nobody cares. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nobody cares. It's, yeah. it's cut. You guys are good. So. And, then, and let's be honest. How many people are actually hunting out of a stand? There's a handful, but most everybody's just rolling around in trucks. Yeah, there's a handful of people. Yeah, like just, there's a handful of people, not a whole lot, you know. But I like like the uh, for my wife, like she, I think that's what we're gonna we're gonna do for her because she she's she's like I, I can't I, I don't hear anything running because I don't feel comfortable quite yet. That I'm like that's fine. So we sat a couple times, and I think my next time out because it's getting cold, I'm just gonna bring my blind out, do a quick setup, and get the heater in there. Sure. And then uh, yeah, cause it's getting yeah, cold now. You got you guys get some snow today. Yeah, we got a snow today. It's actually still blowing around right now. It's like, I right, we probably got like a, a half inch, maybe, you know, but it's okay. all blowing. 
right yeah, now. Right, it's, right. Yeah, and it finally decided to stick like as it got colder because it's been blowing all day really and it's been melting on the roads but it finally decided to stick around and once it got Damn. once it got dark and stuck around a little bit the temperature dropped but i know we yeah. we had just gotten back and i looked at the forecast and i'm like boys like uh, well, we should almost just do turnaround because <laughs> as yeah. as decoy friendly as these birds were when we were there when that weather kicks in it starts snowing they're gonna get super stupid and so my my buddy's my buddy's cousin did head out here I think yesterday and yeah it's, they said they shot like hundred and something well over hundred for two guys I'm like oh my god get out of here like I, I, first of all I gotta find that much ammo first of all I can't seriously that much. dude dude we were running out oh. like we literally were running out of ammo like that's how good the hunting was and uh, like the day we shot so it went forty seven fifty. Plus a cackler, and then forty-seven, and then a hundred and four. No, I messed that up. It was fifty plus the cackler, a hundred and fourteen, and then another forty-seven day. And so that hundred plus day, yeah, every, we were borrowing shells from each other. We're like, dude, I need shells. I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. And there was just birds working like nonstop. It was the craziest thing I have ever seen. I've been hunting oh, snow geese for like twenty years, and I, this is the first time I have finally got into one of these. Just like you can't do any wrong. Like we had people out of there, you know, (laughs) just walking around collecting birds and they didn't care. There was like, there was no flaring. And I swear to God, (laughs) I swear to God, the the gunshots attracted more birds. It it was, it was the weirdest, it was the weirdest thing, dude. I I was like, man, the the hunting gods are just on our side or something. I don't know. Yeah. You know, and just judging off my friend's posts and everybody, everybody has gone out snow goose hunting. It's probably one of the most successful years that I've seen, you know, people are like, you know, whatever, you know, like the past that, I, that I've seen, or, or maybe they're just getting on social media now, but in the past, everybody's been struggling. Like, even like I went out last year a couple of times and it was like, Hey, they're here. Then we get there and they're like two fields over and it just wouldn't come to us. We like popped off a couple here and there, but it was just like, God, we don't know what was going on. But yeah, it seemed like this year, like, like my guy, they went out, like, I'm telling you, like every other day, they're just like, 250 i'm like like what are you you guys just sitting there like and they're just tornadoing over you and you shoot them they just don't care just keep coming down like we don't care you know they're yep that's what i mean mean, each day was a little different for us you know like the like the the mood or personality of the geese um but they're you know like one day we just ran traffic the 50 the 50 day we just ran traffic all day long like there was yeah. the field we wanted to get in, somebody else had permission to, and so then there was like our plan B was like in between the roost and that X field, but there were some birds in it, so it wasn't like one hundred percent a traffic right. field. There was like a couple thousand in it, you know, which you know, people that don't snow goose hunt are like, holy crap, a thousand birds? Yeah, no, that's nothing. There was fifty thousand in it, <laughs> like literally fifty thousand right. in the X field. You know, it's like yeah. two thousand. You're like, eh. <laughs> well, but let it, me ask you this: like, so your spread, like, how many decoys are you putting out? Because my buddy, I thought this is absolutely like kind of asinine about this, but he had nine hundred decoys out there. That's a lot. Um, but I mean, okay, <laughs> a little. So I've I've done that. I've done that, and then some. So like in the spring, um, I guide for Premier Flight Outfitters, and we set up shop okay. in Lake Preston, South Dakota, and okay. um. I accident and this is this is a, this is actually a true story. I accidentally set over two thousand decoys. I wasn't. How do you accidentally? <laughs> okay. Well, these are all socks, right? And so okay, yeah. I didn't know how many people. 
And so he he has people that he starts in Arkansas and he goes all the way up Arkansas, Missouri, and then to South Dakota. And this year I wasn't able to do Arkansas, Missouri. I was only able to do South Dakota. So other people packed trailers and packed bags, and you know, so I didn't know what was in each bag. I was kind of yeah. assuming there was X amount in each bag. So I pulled the sled down there, and I had six bags. And in my mind, that was only like like there was a hundred in each bag. That in my mind, that's kind of roughly what I thought. So, or you know, a hundred plus or something. And so I thought that I only had you know six to seven hundred decoys out. And I wanted, and we run pretty much permanent spreads down there. So I wanted over a thousand decoys. I wanted kind of. I was shooting for like twelve hundred. <laughs> yeah. So me and my buddy had set those out and I'm like, all right, well, let's go get another six bags. And we set those out. And I mean, I, as we were doing it, I thought, man, this seems like an awful lot of decoys, but we didn't have, <laughs> we didn't have anything to do that day. Like yeah. we really took our time setting them out. Even I shouldn't say that we actually set them in like four hours, which seems like a lot, but it's only two of us. And, um, yeah. you know, you just, you, you just set to work. You're like, you're not really watching the clock. You don't even really realize what's Ooh. going on. And it's pretty cool when you have somebody else that kind of knows what they're doing. Like, you don't have to, like, what kind of shape are we running? Or, just, you know, he just grabs a bag and he goes, does his thing. Like, I'm not a shapes guy when it comes to decoy spreads. I I like to be kind of as random as possible because birds don't okay. do shapes, man. I mean, in okay. my opinion, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's just random. Um, And I just pack them in tight. I do like the reverse. I don't leave a landing hole. I do a bullseye. So I pack them tight okay. where I want them to be. And, yeah. um, seems to work for the most part. And, uh, anyway, so we just set out to do it. Next thing you know, I have my spread and we're like, all right, sweet. It really wasn't until, you know, a month later when we were picking up the spread that I was like, <laughs> how many, you know, I started counting, like, I'm like, how many freaking decoys are out here? Holy crap. <laughs> so like I was, you know, clients will ask you like, well, how many decoys? And like, I was telling them 1200 the whole time. Well, yeah. I went out and I I can't remember I picked up like well over a thousand and and then I had to run home for an emergency and my dog wasn't doing very good and uh, she's doing fine now she's irritating me right as we speak get out of here <laughs> um, but I had to run home so my buddy came out and he like filled in for me and uh, so I'm like hey I gotta go you can finish the you know pulling the spread and he gets out there and he's like dude did you pick up any of the spread I'm like yeah dude I picked up six bags like. Plus, like, he's like, dude, there's so many decoys left out here. It looks like a, a full spread. I'm like, mm, I don't know. And then Dean's like, how many decoys? I'm like, I don't know, dude. I just put out 12 bags. He was like, 12 bags? <laughs> I don't know. And so, yeah, then we kind of hindsight, we kind of did the math in our head later. And we're like, dude, there is over 2,000 decoys out there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. So, with that oh. being said, this okay, last right. trip, we didn't – have anywhere near that and so uh i got two buddies that each have their own full body spread of you know a few hundred and yeah. so we combined them so i would say we had somewhere between 500 and 600 we never did a count it's like somewhere between 500 and 600 yeah. full God, bodies is what we have. <laughs> it, yeah it seems like a lot but it, it's really not like it took us well we had a small army out there too i think we had well we had seven we had six guys six guys and a kid so wait is yeah. that right <laughs> yeah six guys in a kid yeah. so it was um or was it seven again anyway, it doesn't matter we had we had a small army and uh we we were to we'd put them out and pick them up in about an hour not bad that's not terrible they're just the socks you just stick it well these weren't socks these were yeah. these were full bodies oh so my buddy oh had boy. like mostly um new sx's which 
don't know if you're familiar with that decoy company, but the, dude, that's the way to go. Their cone system is like money. I don't yeah. mean this for this being like an XX commercial, but uh, uh, dude, it's it's so easy because like, you know are, I don't know if you're familiar with the old like greenhead gear, the Avery stake system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just like he's <sighs> like you put him in the the decoy and he stick. I, I think I know you're talking. About. Yeah, and it's got like a little pulse on the side, the kind of directions that you know they can swivel back and forth a little bit. But right. That, yeah. That yeah. arm sticks out and kind of stops how far one way they can turn. Well, that arm can be a real pain in the butt to line up. Because the, the the cone the in, inside the decoy there's a cone and that cone has that open slot and that's where that little arm sticks into. Oh, dude, okay. to get that thing just right is a pain in the butt. Now, when those things were brand new, they were awesome because there wasn't <laughs> you didn't there, you didn't know there was a better way. Well, SX has come up with a, a a far better way. It's just it's a it's just a cone. You can almost throw the things on there and it, on that on the stake itself, it just has three tiny little like knobs. And so that kind of fits in the cone. So it still has that, it can only rotate so much thing. It's just so much, yeah. it's just so much easier. And they all have tail loops on them. You, you can set them and pick them up so fast. My other buddy, whoever has those GHG, has the Avery ones. And it's like, you set up 300 of the XSs and then you go and set up 300 of the the greenhead gears. And you're like, dude, these things suck. <laughs> like they take twice as long to set up, but it's pretty nice. Now it, it was kind of a, do your buddies run socks or full bodies? I think there, I think there's a mix of both. But look, okay. I think for the most part he's running the socks and he also has, this, I, I seen in his, his video, he has like a, some, uh, like a screen there where it like wrote, it's like a rotating thing mm, mm-hmm. and he has a bunch of them on there. So he has like yep. two, I think he has like two of them set up. I'm yep. like, yep. it's like yep. a Ferris wheel type of thing. A car, like a little Ferris wheel thing. Yeah. Rotary, rotaries are called. They're fly. Yeah. We yeah, have, yeah, yeah. We have a couple of those too. Yep. 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 And some yep. different flyers and yeah, you make a little, yeah, they eat, dude, the, those juvies, and this is the thing. It's like they must have had a hell of a hatch this year because in four days we shot only six adults. Everything else was just oh wow, dirty juvies, grayed up, just super <laughs> young, super young birds, man. And we were all just like looking at you like, you know what? I might not hunt the spring anymore. <laughs> it's, 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 like this is, this is the shit. Like these things are actually decoying. Holy crap. Uh, I mean, they can get frustrating. You know, if you think about it, like they go, they get hunted all the way down to Arkansas and right, they're right. stalled out in Arkansas and they're hunted the entire time they're there. And then all the way back up. And so, you know, by spring, especially in South Dakota, dude, these things have seen every decoy spread you could possibly put out. They've been jumped. Who knows how many times, you know what I mean? Like they just, they're a different bird in the spring than they are in the fall. Like it's just, yeah, it's unreal. <laughs> it was so much fun. Dude. I had so much fun. It <laughs> yeah, was man. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so have you uh got a deer this year? Yeah, I got my uh, I got my doe. I filled my I got a so I got I got two ta- well, I say three tags this year. Uh I got my antelope tag and then I had a my 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 archery tag and then I had my my doe my rifle that was a doe tag. Okay. I did fill my I filled my doe tag already. I filled that this uh past weekend. Nice. And then my archery has been, it's been a, I wouldn't say a struggle. It's just been, you know, it's been interesting. I just haven't, anything's been walking by. If it has walked by, it's been out of range. Or my first time flinging an arrow, because I've been doing I did it last year. I started last year archery hunting. I'd never got a chance to, to shoot anything. And then this year, I got a chance to shoot anything. And of course, I 
it, it seemed like I was doing everything right, but my wife's like, yeah, you rushed that completely because she sits in the blind with me. Nice. <laughs> and completely missed it. Completely missed his buck coming through. And he he didn't know I was there. He knew something was going on, but he, it, like I hit like just below him in a log. And he just kind of like, what was that noise? Oh, and, he just no. kept, and he was like, huh, whatever. I'll just keep walking. And by the time, you know, it, I mean, it's, this happened right at, you know, end of shooting where I c- couldn't see anything. I was just like, God, I couldn't. I, I, he gave me another chance, but I couldn't get my, my arrow notched. So I was, you know, but I was like, Shaking. oh, there goes that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, oh, God. I, I could barely see it. I, I You know, so so there was that. And then I was like, crap. Well, there goes that issue. So there, there goes that. So are you hunting out of a, a blind mostly? Yeah, I'm on a ground by right now. I do have okay. a tree stand set up just in, just in case because it's an I anime. Mean, I don't know. I've never done it before, but I did have it. I do have one set up. Um, but. Uh, yeah, no, it, it gave me – that was the only real opportunity I have for a buck. I mean, I had plenty of opportunities for does. It was, I, like, there was one time where literally does were just funneling through my, my blind. Like, I probably, we probably counted, like, 15 does, you know, hmm. that could have gave, gave me a shot. They just kept coming through and leaving, coming through in groups and leaving. And then one buck showed up, but he didn't he didn't go in. He was kind of dinking around on the outside of the tree row uh, where, I was, where I'm hunting in. And he's just like, okay, I'm not going to go that way. I'm just going to go the opposite way where, where I'm at. So I seen him. He was a really nice buck. And unfortunately, he's never gave me the opportunity. So, hmm. and then uh, I haven't sat since. Only that I've been because I have a game, I have a cellular camera that kind of tells me what's kind of going in and out of there. And there's been nothing but does. And finally, I seen the past week or two, bucks have been slowly showing up. You know, so and I have no idea where they went. I have no clue. So I'm like. God, you guys were coming in here regularly. The next thing you know, they're 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 gone. So, you know, I'm talking to people. They're like some October lull thing. So I'm like, okay, whatever that is, you know. Yeah, right. So, so I, I said I'm fairly, I'm I'm pretty new into the bow hunting scene. You know, like I said, I've only been doing it for like two years. You know, and um, so I'm I'm learning quite a bit from it, learning their behavior and learning what they're doing, and just kind of, you know, learning the process as I go. You know. But it, uh, it's such a yeah. different deal out there in North Dakota too. For I mean, for us oh, yeah. here in Minnesota, like we have so many trees. I mean, depending on where you're at. I mean, if you're in western or southwestern Minnesota, there's there's a lot of ag land. It's it's actually quite right. similar to the Dakotas. But um, do you do you, have you thought about doing like some spot and stock kind of kind of stuff? You know, I know a lot uh, of people we, do I, that out there. But yeah, 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 we can do that. I've been invited to go out to the Badlands and do it and everything like that. I think next year will be my next venture and do that to give it a shot only because I'm so new to it. And I, I really honestly do not feel comfortable doing that. You know, it's cause I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Right. You know, right, right. I, I'm just trying to shoot a deer in the first place just to do it. You know, um, you know, I, I do want to do that next year. And I think that, um, just talking to my buddies and there's not, you know, going, it's, you know, most people that do that are all out West, you know, sure. okay. uh, out, in the, out in the badlands, you know, and stuff like there. Uh, I'm sure I could do it. I don't think I can do it in my, in my stand just because like uh, I'm in a tree patch and I'm surrounded by corn. So okay. it doesn't really kind of, doesn't sure. really work out for me. Sure. So, uh, so it's either, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a blind or a tree stand where, I, where I'm hunting, but, uh, I do want to give that a shot. I'm not saying it's just, when I'm, when I'm ready, I, I should say, right? Because yeah. I don't want to go out there and mess something up and not take an ethical shot, and you know, and stuff like there too. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm confident. I'm, yeah, I'm confident in shooting a bow. Right? Yeah, I'm confident in shooting a bow, but you know, I, I, I don't know. 
I, I, I want to do it the right way when I'm ready. So that way right. it does happen. Right. But it'd be fun. Oh, yeah. So did you, did you get a pronghorn this year too? You said, yeah, yeah. I drew a pronghorn. Yeah. On my first, first time putting in for it. Normally I guess talking to people, everybody's like, yeah, there's people that go eight years without getting one. Oh, Most wow. uh, on average is about six or seven years before you get a pronghorn tag out here. I'm just like, huh. And of course my, my first time I put in for it, I get it. I'm like, huh, look at that. Holy crap. So, <laughs> so, That's um, sweet. but yeah, but that hunt went, went as well as it, as it could have, I, I guess it could have went way better, but, um, it literally took, it took me all day to find this damn thing. Like, you know, it was, I went out, I called some people up. Well, let me, let me back this up. So when I put in for the tag, I called my, uh, my friend, uh, my friend Liz that has some land down there and I was like, Hey, yeah, I am, uh, I put in for a tag here down there. If I happen to get one, we should, uh. You know, let's. Is it okay if I come down and link up? Say, yeah, yeah. I actually have some pronghorn out here on my property. We see them all the damn time. So I'm like, oh, sweet. I was like, yeah, well, you can. Uh, you know, I'll have you mount it for me because she's also a taxidermist, and she's like, and you can. Uh, oh shit, that's convenient. <laughs> yeah, very convenient, right? So I was like, yeah, cool. She's like, she's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. I, I'm just like, okay, all right. If I happen to draw one, whatever. So I get the email. Hey, you've been drawing. I'm like, holy crap. I'm like, all right. So <laughs> I couldn't go opening weekend. Um, and, and I texted her. I was like, I can't be out there this weekend because I had to work, so I'd be out there the next weekend. She's like, okay, cool. And uh, like, she shot hers like probably 15 minutes after opening time, which is like it's always at noon on Friday, mm-hmm. that Friday, whenever it opened. And she texts me, yeah, yeah, I got one already. I'm like, holy, I'm like, okay, cool. All right, that's I'm confident. Let your stuff out there. So come next weekend, of course, the weather is absolutely terrible. It's raining, it's fogging. I'm like, oh, great, which is terrible for animals because you need to see these things before right. they know. See you because they have incredible eyesight. And you got to make a, you know, stock on them. Really, even with a rifle, you have to be somewhat mindful of that stuff because we're hunting on you know prairies and stuff. So, mm-hmm. so we get out there and they go like, yeah, they've been hanging out here. I just seen a uh, big herd Thursday and I got out there that Saturday. I'm like, sweet. Go out there and of course you know how it goes. They're there today and then gone oh, the next. Right, right, right. So get there, not even there. I'm like, I don't know where these things are. So we we're driving around, driving around and. I'm with uh, I'm with them. We're, I mean, we're driving for a couple hours, and finally, mate, we found some, found some, made a move on them, and then these two random does that weren't we didn't see, that were 500 yards away from these ones, seen us, and they ran and spooked those other ones that took off. So there goes that one, that stock. Drive around for another hour or two, and then we finally found found a pod. We made a move on them. I get over a hill, and I see them, and I I don't know probably about 200 yards away from me. I take a shot. Of course, I miss. Typical Theo fashion, I miss. So I'm like, oh, great. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, this is lovely. So I'm like, all right. But you know, the guy was telling me, like, uh, him's Josh. Her husband is like, he's uh, that's he's like, what they'll do, they'll run for a little bit, and then stop if they're not that spooked, and then they'll check you out. I'm like, all right. So that's exactly what happened. Um, but when I went to take the shot, like the does got right in my vision. They they, they knew I was aiming at the buck. Oh, but man, they got to play right. defense. It was crazy. It was like, nope, we're right, right in front of me. I'm like, oh my god! So I'm sitting there waiting for a shot, like two, three minutes, and finally take another shot. I thought I hit him because he kind of bucked up. I might have grazed him, like I don't know. But then he took off, and they went running for like a thousand yards. I can't. There was no way of getting these guys. And we did see them, but they went on private land. And the guy was like, yeah, we're not going to ask this guy because the guy's kind of a kind of an a hole about stuff. So, all right, so go, there goes that. We're driving around, driving around, and it's like. 
you know, it's four thirty or so. It's like four four. It's like four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, yeah, we're done. We're all just come on. You know, I just all right. All right my head I already made the decision that hey, the hunt's over, and we we will just uh, we'll call it. And I'll come back to like the last day of the season because that's when I'm you know I'm off again. And we're like, I'm like, all right. So we he made one last drive back to his property. He took this section line down some of his other land, and we made. And we're just driving down a prairie trail. A prairie trail. It's just a some grass, and you can barely see some tracks in there. And we made him. We happen to look over in this little corner where there's, there's a big hay bale and some in a cornfield, and there's two does and a buck. And I was like, he's like, holy, he's like, holy shit, there's right there. Theo, get out the truck, get out the truck. I'm like, all right. So I get out the truck and make. I, I get over, you know, the side of his hood of his truck, and. Basically, I want my elbow shooting at the thing, and sure, you know, one shot and dropped him. Like, sweet, nice. Right. It, it, I, I don't know if you ever been in one of those hunts where it's like it's it, you're you feel defeated like the entire day. Mm-hmm. You're just like, God, I'm done. I'm just done. And then for whatever reason, it just worked out that last moment, and the satisfaction that came with that shooting that antelope is unreal. I'm like, oh man. So, but yeah, and then. Within, I would say, 45 minutes went out. 45 minutes, we had that thing, you know, skinned out, uh, caped, quartered out, and heads in the freezer ready to get mounted. So Beautiful. <laughs> great. Yeah. Oh, so it, worked was, out. It, said, was it a good buck? Yeah, it was a good buck. You know, I didn't measure it, but um, it was it was a pretty good one. That's one of the ones I've, I've seen that was it was pretty good. Nice curls at the top there. You know, I don't know what's considered huge huge or, or huge trophy-wise for our antelope, but Regardless, for me, it was, you know, it was a decent sized bucket. It's getting mounted, regardless. So yeah, if you if you'd have told me the inches, that would have meant nothing to me. I mean, I, <laughs> I right? Yeah. What. Somebody says, "Oh yeah, this." I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I don't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, pronghorn has been on my list, my to do list for a long time, and and I'm I'm one of these weird bow hunting guys where it's like, even <laughs> though I know, like, that's just a whole different yeah. level of, of difficulty but i'm still gonna do it like yeah and you i'm know. fine with the thing is i'm fine <laughs> with eating i'm fine with doing it and eating the tag like in fact i'm gonna expect yeah. to just eat the tag whenever i finally go because it's just the only reason i the only real reason i don't is because generally it's when you go for pronghorn it's hot as balls like, oh i know <laughs> for for the archery season it's just like it could be 90 degrees. It can be 100 degrees. You go to Wyoming or Montana or wherever you, you get a tag for, and then you're sitting yeah. in a blind. Ugh. You're sitting in a sauna, dude. Like, it's going to yeah. be 110, 120 degrees in there. I'm like, dude, I am i don't like the that, heat, man. I'm, I'm that built, doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm built for winters. You know, like, I, I, I'm big into ice fishing, and, and I can tolerate cold really well. I do not tolerate heat. I do. I hate <laughs> the heat and so it's like yeah. as much as i want to go get one of these pronghorn with my bow like i just think about it i'm like do i really yeah. want to sit over a water hole all day sweating my balls off <laughs> no yeah, yeah no i really don't <laughs> and so uh-huh. so to make it even more challenging when and if i do do it i'm gonna try to do a spot and stock i'm gonna have to get one of them like decoys and i'll let you sit behind and yeah, I heard that works surprisingly well. I've, I've heard the same thing, too. And it's like, okay, <laughs> I would do that because I'm not – I just can't imagine sitting in a blind all day that yeah. hot. Like that sounds like a living hell to me. 
No, I, I, I 100% agree. And I'm from Las Vegas in the heat. It, it didn't sound any fun. So <laughs> you're from Las Vegas. How did I not know that? So I'm, I'm okay. This is a good segue. So I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, relatively yeah. familiar with you. I've been listening to your show for, I don't even know, quite, quite a while. Um, yeah. The good old Cast and Blast podcast. I think yeah, I said yeah. that right. Right? Did yeah, I? So, so I, I mess it up all the time too, and I made the damn show. It's uh, the good old. <laughs> The good old blast and oh, cast. Oh, blast podcast. and cast. The blast there is first. Yeah, okay. Yeah. BC <laughs> yeah. in alphabetical order. Got it. The good old blast and cast. Got it. Uh, yeah. So I've been listening to it for a while, but you're slacking, dude. I got to say, like, your last episode was in like August or something. Like, yeah. You, you know, we're, come we're on, slacking. Man. You know, I, well, the, thing, the thing is, the thing is, is like, so, uh, you know, my partner, he's, he's gone through some, some personal stuff, you know, and so I just don't want to, I, I feel bad if I were to, like, continue with it without him and sure, stuff like there sure. so i like so if he's not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it yeah gotcha. it's just i just feel bad because we kind of built it up together and mm-hmm. i would feel bad if like hey if i just i i could i could continue me and my wife could do it like hey cool we could do it all the time and i think that's kind of going in that direction like i was waiting for some more podcasting equipment because i have i have an extra mic now so i can have four people on my show now nice you know? nice nice so um, I think I, I'm going to go in that direction. I'm going to have me and my wife go on my page. and We're, we're going to start ours and kind of do it differently. Just no, not doing differently. We'd be like the same thing, but you know, I'm going to have, you know, couples on there, you know, like, Are like you starting hey, a separate podcast. Yeah. I think oh, I'm going to start okay. a separate podcast right, and, cool. and, and I'll be about, I'll be with my wife that way. My wife will be here all the time and I'll have to, you know, somewhat rely on somebody else, you know, which it's, it's, are you going to do, are you going to do both? Yeah, I'm still going to do both, you know, um, you know, but I think with having her here and doing it with her, it's going to be more consistent. Sure. You know? sure. And I kind of want to do it a little differently there to kind of uh, focus on more of, hey, cool. We always have the hunter on or just that angler on like, hey, what's your wife and what's your wife doing? Like, let's mm-hmm. have let's have her on, too, you know, because mm-hmm. like, because me and my wife, it's me and my wife. We're into it together. So sure. I, I like because we never we never hear the, the other spouses like. Perspective, perspective of, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, we're going to kind of go in that direction there, too. But, yeah, we're slacking. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so uh, let's just start from the beginning. So, yeah, how did it come about? Like, when did you decide that you wanted to do a podcast? You know, because, um, bef- like, this started, I want to say, a year or maybe two years ago. Anyways, uh, on Fish, uh, it was like me and Stefan, we just got back from doing a Fish Addictions uh uh fishing show we were filming down in wisconsin um down in i can't remember where we're at the the flowage down there chair chippewa 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 flowage Flowage. Mm -hmm. yeah something that that were with uh matt rowan the guy's like a uh freaking garmin guru that guy is insane with the stuff down there with his garmin anyways we were down there with the trip with him filming a show down there and uh and before that, I had been on a couple of different podcasts, and I always had the idea. And we talked about, it. I was like, "God, I would really like to just start our own podcast. Why don't we just do it? Why don't we just do it?" And it, it, I can say it was always one of those things we just talked about. And then finally, because me and him road trip from my down to Wisconsin, we were just like, "You know, what I do. Why don't we just start our own? Why don't we just do it?" So basically, from the Wisconsin road trip up to Minot, we had to come up with our own with, with the name and talked about what we we're going to do. And this is this. When we got back, that's when we started to do it. And uh, it's turned out really well. Now, unfortunately, it's all on us that we just were consistent. We had good guests on and everything like that and had good things. And I just, I don't know, like it kind of just fell off. Life got in the way. Like seriously, sure. this life yeah. got in the way. It happens, man. Like, yeah. Unexpected life stuff happened in the way. And I've been itching. You have no idea. I've been itching to just get a podcast out and I should just, I should just, just do it. You know, I just, you know, I just have 
a lot of consideration for my partner that started mm-hmm. it there too. So I think it'd be unfair to him if I was to kind of not boot him off the show, which I'm not going to do, but you know, it's kind of continue without him. You know, right, so, right, right, right. So, well, it could be a conversation you have with him. I mean, maybe he, right. you know, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm just spitting. Yeah, right. Here. Maybe he's cool with it. You don't know until you find <laughs> right, out, right? Right. Yeah, I got you, man. I mean, so. I feel like because I would be that way. Like if I was in a podcast with somebody and something came yeah. up in my life where, you know, whatever, life happens, and I'm like, dude, right. I can't, I'm not gonna be able to do anything for like four months. Like I'm out. But I would feel, I would feel bad. Like I don't yeah. want, I don't want the show to stop. So you go ahead and if you got to find another guest, you find another guest, and, and when I can, yeah. you know, I'll jump back in. Um, that's that's how I would do it, and I'm not saying it's yeah. right or wrong or indifferent. Like that's just right. Like, yeah. I would feel bad that I was holding something up, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. And like I said, life happens, and like I'm not frightened over anything like that. More like it wasn't like the show was making a billion dollars or right. anything like exactly. that. You know? Oh, trust like, me, I know. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, I'm just like, like, well, I'm just like, and honestly, I wasn't in for the money. It's just something I like to do, you know. And it's just, you know, you just you make connections and you learn a lot and you really boil down to, it was like, God, I can talk a lot about the outdoors, not more than I thought I could have. You really? know? So- <laughs> well, it's kind of, you know, what's interesting about that in the podcast world, like they're a dime a dozen, right? Like there's a, there, yeah. there's right now today, there's, there's no shortage of outdoor related podcasts. Oh, yeah. oh, and, in yeah. a, and in a way that's great, you know, like, yeah, there's never been more content for people that are interested to, to consume it. Um, with that said, a lot of them don't last, you know, because it's right. it's easy to listen to a podcast, think, oh, that's really fun, or think I could do that, you know, and and you probably can, like you started out, and then it, it I think the average is like seven episodes. Yeah. Like once you get through seven episodes, they usually drop off at that point because what they realize is that it's hard to stay consistent. It's like mm-hmm. you think you can talk about a lot of stuff, but in about seven episodes, you've covered a lot you know yeah. it's like hmm oh yeah now what are we going to talk about <laughs> right yeah and it, yeah it's funny yeah that too because i i heard that stat too because i was talking to somebody i think it was like, doug Limmerman, doug from uh mm-hmm. smackdown and smackdown. he was saying he said that same thing too and i got a lot of t- I, I i had a lot of tips from him he gave me a lot of different ideas to do because like when we first started off like literally i had my iphone in a closet we're in a closet talking <laughs> you know and it kind of it's (laughs) at least you're doing it at least you're doing it like that's like i give that i give that uh, advice to a lot of people like hey how do you get started in a a a podcast like just start doing it i'm like what do you mean i'm like well if you're waiting on certain equipment or whatever and that's the thing that's stopping you you got a phone right yeah or almost set on the table and start recording like that's exactly what we did yeah exactly there's no reason you can't i mean yeah and to be honest like the last thing you should be worrying about when you start a podcast is like your sound quality. Like, cause if yeah. the, if the content is good, people yep. will really cut you some slack on sound quality. I've listened right. to a couple that they literally did it in a car, you know, on their way oh. to a hunt and you can hear oh, yeah. the road noise and everything else. But if the conversation is engaging, you forget about it. You don't need, it doesn't yeah. even matter. Oh yeah. There was one podcast I was listening. It might've been Joe Rogan. One of those earlier ones. Like I think he was on a road trip with a hunting. I don't know what they were doing. It might have been a meet. I forgot which podcast it was, but literally they were driving. You can hear the road noise mm-hmm. as they're driving. But it was just the. Um. There Hello. we go. There so we are. There you are. Oh, oh okay. Oh, oh yeah. There you are. No, it was <laughs> like I had to mute you. It was like it got all garbly and like really bad. Oh. Terrible. So I'll have to, I'll have to edit that see, part out. But we're good yeah, now. See, it, 
Yeah, yeah, no. So it goes back to that part of the game. I was just speaking to that, what just happened, technology. Like, you want to start it with all your good equipment first. Boy, there's a huge, huge learning curve. With, oh, for sure. Yeah. With the, with the stuff, because even the stuff I have that I got, it's not terribly difficult stuff to find out. I was just having a hard time just learning how to set it up, get it working. Like, okay, what does this cord go? Mm-hmm. What does this mixer mm-hmm. do? What is mm-hmm. this? And I, fi- I actually had to call the tech company and like get like a picture. I was trying to YouTube it. I did all kinds of stuff. I finally figured it out. <laughs> I finally figured it out, and I have it down my memory now. I'm like, okay, cool. This goes in here, blah, 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 which is great. So eventually what, I'll upgrade that equipment somewhere down the line, but I'm doing fine with it now. So What board are you using? I, I don't even know, dude. It's something oh, from okay. – it's from uh, – I looked up – basically what I was looking for when I bought the equipment was just a whole kit where I didn't need okay. anything extra. Okay, sure, sure. Um, it's from Rockville Audio. You just type in podcasts and kit for Rockville Audio. Okay. It has, All right. Came with three mics, three headphones, a uh, headphone, uh, uh, a mixer thing. I'm not sure what the yeah, so model we, is. Um, uh, I use I have the Zoom. I have LiveTrack L8. It's a great board okay. because yeah. you, can, you know we got it because you can plug the phone. And I think it's the same one Doug uses for SmackDown. Same one um, Patrick Patches Olson uses for Lone Olsen, Angler. Yeah. Um, which is it's a really nice board, super easy to use. Um, they're not they're not super cheap, but they're not also crazy expensive either. You know, yeah, for for yeah. the amount of money people spend on like cotton stuff. So, I mean, that'd right, be my yeah. that'd be my advice. You know, and, and this day and age, it's like the phone call, like we're doing now. Um, that's the one good thing that came out of COVID is that I really didn't like doing phone interviews before. Yeah. But once COVID came, it's like that's all there were. They weren't, nobody was doing in-person podcasts right. anymore. And so everybody really kind of got used to it. And so now it's like, well, now you, you can just do, I mean, I still like, I still prefer in-person ones. Like I just feel like the conversation is better. You know, you can pick up on, yeah. you just pick up on social cues better. Like when the person is done talking, if they're, you know, especially when you're recording. Right. Yeah. 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 There's obviously there's, there's, there's pros and cons to it. And they it like, yeah, oh, for sure. Yep, yeah. Yep. You get a little dead air and it's like, as a host, you kind of want to jump in and start talking, but the person might be just trying to find a word or something, or they might be pausing for dramatic effect. Who knows? Like when you're, <laughs> I mean, but seriously yeah. though, if you're, if you're yeah. with the person, you can see them and you're like, even though they pause, you can tell they're not done. So then you just wait, right. you know, and then they start talking again. But when you're doing it over the phone and somebody pauses, like, and maybe I'm, I shouldn't speak for everybody, but for myself, like when I f- hear dead air, it's like, okay, I got to jump in and keep the conversation going. Um, Wait, yeah, I, I'm the same way there too, correct. Yeah, it's like you, they, they, they pause and you're just – but you can't see them. So, like, there's a whole different dynamic. Mm-hmm. And then, so, you know, yeah, no, I, I totally get what you're saying, man. So Yeah, it's, it, it makes it for a, a, a different thing for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, big time. So that that part that part's nice, but well, that's cool. I, you got the, then you got that going. I, I I I commend you for just doing it on your phone because a lot of people they just use that as a barrier and they never get started. And so yeah, oh yeah. at least you did. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Too. And I was like, you know, what? we're just gonna do it because I'm like, I looked at that. I'm like, you know, what? we're just gonna do it. See how how this goes off. And like, if we don't like doing it, that's it is what it is. And using your phone, you're not out of any money. You really the only thing you're right. putting money. You're, there's no money into it. You just download an app. Honestly, and just hit record. Right, and <laughs> so and so, like I was dragging my feet for the longest time because I I I was having a hard time getting guests, you know, because I didn't have yeah. a podcast. So, like I could say what I was doing, but it was hard to get a decent guest. And then my friends were lame. None of my friends wanted to do it. And so 
I finally just like had one day. He's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do a solo episode. And so I just kind of like episode one, and I'm sure I should go back and listen to it. I bet it's just hot <laughs> trash. Like, cause I just, <laughs> because I just like started rambling and I just started talking. But honestly, it's like, you know, believe what you want, you know, yeah. put stuff out in the universe or give it to God or, you know, whatever your thing is. Like, it was kind of crazy. Like I'd been dragging my feet. I was having a hard time getting people to commit to being on the show. And once I did that first episode, then I had a second, then I had a third, then I had a fourth, yeah. then I had a guest. And then it's like, you just have to do it. Yep. You know, it's like, it's almost like, again, the universe, God, the powers that be, whatever, whatever your thing is, needs to see the commitment. And then, you know, then it'll help yeah. you out. Yeah, it's actually yeah. I, I I tell people all the time, even like just doing with like YouTube videos. Everybody's like, I want to do it, but I need this. I'm like, no, just do it. Just, right. Just right. Just do it. Like you have your phone. Most of my stuff is on my phone, anyways. I'm like, I'm a, I prefer that over any crazy equipment, anyway, because this makes stuff more difficult. And the more equipment you have, the more money you have into it. But you just have your phone. I tell people all the time, just do it. You'll be like, oh, okay. You learn for every video that you make. Everything like you just have to do it because if you keep talking about it. You're never gonna do it, just, right? And just I was going to say that's yeah. applicable to just pretty much anything. And anything. Not, it doesn't right. even yeah. have to be in the outdoor space. You know, whatever that thing is that you've been wanting to do, uh, you want to start rebuilding transmissions. Well, just start doing it, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. S- stop making excuses and just yep. and just start doing it. And yep. <laughs> it's the only way. I mean, it sounds simple, but we know it's hard <laughs> to do. Like, I don't know why it's so hard to do. Why is it so hard to convince yourself to just take that leap? But right. It, but it's true. You just got to start <laughs> doing yep. it. You know, and I, and something that always rattles around in my brain because I've heard other people in the outdoor industry say it because they get asked, how do you get started in the outdoor industry? You just do it. And just it, do it. it. it <laughs> yeah, exactly. It sounds really simple, but it's actually quite difficult. Absolutely. And because even when you do take that step, okay, you're doing it. Now you're you're technically in the industry, but nobody knows who you are. And there's right. there there's no there's no quick road there's no overnight success. Uh, no, I'm going on no. my third year for my podcast, and yeah. I feel like I'm just now finally getting some traction. Like I'm just now starting to get some name recognition, and and there's been a couple there's been a couple times now I would say in the last six months where I kind of just catch myself when I go back I'm like, bro. You just talked to so and so, like, or or you heard right? somebody mention your name in the same sentence as so and so, and you're like, um, holy shit, did that just yeah. happen? That just happened, and so it's like, yeah, it, shit, yeah. I'm I'm in the industry. Holy crap, am I making yeah, money at funny. it? Not really, but not really, right? Like, yeah, I mean, there's other there's other perks involved with everything like that, you know. It's not monetary, which is great to me. I'm okay with that. You know? The the networking but is amazing. It, Yes, the networking there and the opportunities to do like hell, just going fishing with somebody. That's exactly. you know, yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. That's I'll the, take that over ten thousand dollars or anything. Yeah, the, the doors, so. the doors that open up when you do it, yeah. it's like that's pretty cool, you know. And I've yeah. I've had a chance to fish with a couple people. I've had the chance to just share a beer with a couple people, or even you know, yeah. just yep. even just having them on the podcast from across the country, like that's yeah. pretty damn cool, man. Like right. I love it, and and I mean I have no plans on slowing down anytime soon. In fact, um, 
my short-term, long-term plans or whatever, like I, I want to ramp it up. Like I want to kind of break out of yeah of the upper Midwest, of Minnesota, Wisconsin, North Dakota. Like that that's obviously the majority of my listening base. And yeah. I, I don't want it to just be that. I mean, obviously that's always going to play a big role in it. I mean, it's where I'm from. It's what I know. That's where my main network is. Yeah. Um, but I'm really looking to expand. Like I'm, I'm taking this bitch on the road. Like I, I want to go to different states and I, you know, and I've already kind of done that. Like anytime I take a vacation, I try to like weasel my way in, you know, like I plan a day to go fishing and then I ask the guide or I asked whoever, like the one time we went to the new England, went to the East coast and we were yeah. in New Hampshire and there was a fly shop in the town we were staying. And I just asked him if he wanted, if he was willing to do a podcast and he was, I was like, perfect it's like so now you know if he shares that with his network now i kind of break into that network you know you're not gonna like get thousands of of new followers from that but you might pick up a handful you know well yeah right you you never know who's listening yeah you do that enough times you know yeah uh, like i kind of use the adage like it's time to kick the door in of the industry it's like okay i'm I'm getting my my foot's in the door now now it's time to just kick that bitch in like yeah exactly you know what exactly. i mean it's like yeah now is not the time to coast now is not the time to <laughs> right. let off on the gas pedal now it's time to stomp on it yep yeah no it's funny because like somebody asked me there too kind of we're kind of double back here for a second here everybody like i like you're right somebody asked me oh, how'd you get into it i'm like you know everybody has a different path of getting into the outdoor industry like it it happens so different for everybody else i came in there totally by accident and not on purpose and not I, I just came into it by accident. It wasn't anything I tried to do. I had no idea what the hell I was doing, you know. But like I said, that's you know, once you're in it, you know, like you said, kick the doors in, and like that's right. what exactly like I wanted to do. And you never know where it's gonna get you, you know, get you. It's like you know, like me now, like I always use. I like to. I hate you know name dropping, but you know, like Jason Mitchell, you know, like I see him at the shows and it's like, oh my god, you know. Now it's like I see him now. We don't even talk about fishing. We talk about how bad the Detroit Lions are. <laughs> you know, we, I talk, we talk about football. I know. And well, that's a consistent story year to year. Yeah, it is. It is uh, it, unfortunately, yeah. You know, and are you a you're a Lions fan? Yeah, I am. You would, I am. you are saying that out loud to me right now. You realize I am that, a right? Detroit Lions fan, and I am. I, I hey, that way when they do win a Super Bowl, eventually I'm out on the bandwagon. Yeah, so. nobody, nobody, <laughs> nobody can accuse you of being a bandwagon jumper. That is for uh, sure. Hey, I'll, I'll admit something to you. Like I'm a closet Lions fan, and I and which is weird <laughs> because I'm obviously I'm a Vikings fan. Yeah, which is hard to do in its own right, but. Um, <laughs> Obviously, I'm a Vikings fan. When it comes down to it, I'm going to root for the Vikings over the Lions every time. But the weird thing is, going back, even when I was a kid, and it doesn't matter that it was in my division, it's like if the Vikes weren't playing the Lions, whoever else the Lions were playing, and it's on TV, like I found myself rooting for them, and I don't know why. Like I just – so I, I, do, yeah. I do have a soft spot in my heart. Maybe I just like – Maybe it's just like sob stories. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it's probably, a, it's probably like a, a sob story. You feel bad for him, like you know, like yeah, these guys are like they terrible. Are, they are more just terrible. terrible, like all of the time. I don't know what happened. Like I, I got so it's funny when we played you guys last. I was like when we had that last. It was like the last minute touchdown within like a minute left of the game or some crap like that. Did that? Game. And I snapped. 
I snapped my friends. I was like, yeah, I was wearing my, you know, my Lions gear, making, like, yeah, that's why we won. <laughs> and then my next, Psych. my next snap to them was like, part of my French. It was like, oh, fuck. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh, man. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, eh. and like, that just happened. Of course, I'm like, really? The longest field goal. Like, yeah. Really? Well, here's the thing. That game, <laughs> as a Vikings fan, that that game never should have been that close. Like you, you should not have a close oh, I, game with Detroit. Come on, man. No, like come no, on. You this is ridiculous. <laughs> that should be man. a blowout. Let's be honest. Uh, yeah. However, I mean, going back to like um, the Detroit Golden Years, if they even had any, but um, <laughs> they did. This is they did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, oh my God, I'm I'm being such a complete mental case right now why can't i think of the uh running back barry sanders, oh, barry sanders. Jesus. Yep, yep. Oh, i had emmett smith stuck in my head and i was like that's not it <laughs> uh, barry sanders and so like I, I literally do though like i have a soft spot in my heart for detroit for the barry sanders years because he's one of the best ever yep. if not the best ever and the fact that he doesn't have a super bowl ring is just criminal i mean it really yeah. is i mean it really yeah, it's, is like yeah, it, it's, it's crazy like he doesn't have one and then even go further, you know, even like recently, Megatron, you know? Right, you know, right. Just you know, like, well, geez. But you look, know, it's funny, though. Dan Marino. Dan Marino doesn't have a well, super well, right. wing. Trent right. Dilfer does. Trent freaking <laughs> Dilfer does. <laughs> ask anybody. Like, ask like, who's that? You're like, well. <laughs> exactly. Who is that? I don't know. Uh, who, I don't know. Yeah, I never heard of her. It's like. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it's, a, life, it's a perfect example of life is not fair. You, yeah, you, exactly. You can literally be one of the greatest, but football is a team sport, and you have to have other things Pretty around much. you. And it's not even the players yep. in the field. You have to have the coaches. They need to be calling the right plays. The, the The officiating has to be on point, like all of it. Like there's a whole mess of it, which is what I like about football. It's like really the only sport I give a shit about. I don't really follow basketball. I, I used to be big into. I used to be big into basketball, but I. Pretty much when Kevin Garnett left Minnesota, I was out. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I don't do baseball really, which I'm the black yeah. sheep of the family when it comes to that. It's really <laughs> awkward. Like when we get together for holidays, like literally my brother and my two sisters, they know the starting lineup and who pitched last and this, that. Like they're all just going off and stats and everything else. And I'm just over in the corner uh, twiddling my fingers, like, okay, I guess I'll yeah. just go, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll go grab another beer. I have yeah. no idea what you guys are talking about right now. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what I like about football. I don't know how we got on this tangent, but whatever. <laughs> so, Detroit Lions. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a good rabbit hole. How did we get on that? What were we talking about? I have no idea, man. <laughs> talking about the, the podcast. You started the podcast. Something about yeah. Detroit Lions. I don't remember. Just doing it in the industry. Oh, you're talking to Jason Mitchell. That's what it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Jeez, uh, you know how it opens up how it opens up different opportunities, you know. And, and like I remember I remember a while back ago, like, um it was one of the Shields Ice Fest we had here or one of the fish fests in Minot. And I had taken a like a selfie with like Jason Mitchell, uh uh Zach Axman and, and somebody else. I think it was um what was his name? I think last name King. It wasn't Brett King. Was it my name? Brett King. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, anyways, I posted this, posted myself, and I was like, you know, hey, one day I want to be here with these guys. You know, you know, people taking pictures of me and the fishing industry or something, something to that effect. Where you know, I wanted to work the industry because I always like working shows and stuff like that too. And 
I, I, I just wanted to be, I, want, I just wanted to be there, you know, um, in that capacity, you know, and then the following, like, I think the next year I was work, working night shows, you know, for Eskimo and other things too. And it's just like, holy crap. I'm like, that that happened, you know, it's like a dream come true. That's a really you know? that's a really important thing to bring up, though, uh, for people that are you know want to be in the industry to use that term. Um, those shows are really important, and and I didn't oh, very I didn't very know very that. Important. Like, I think it was might have just been last year where I'm like, I'm gonna bring my podcast equipment down to the show, and and it's like, holy crap, the amount of people that you meet and network there is it's oh, unreal. Yeah. I'm like, why haven't I been doing this? Like, so if you if you're if you're interested in it and you can get on a pro staff, I don't care who it is, um, whether they ask you or not, you should volunteer. Go Absolutely. and and Absolutely. work their stand and be there because you are going to meet your network is going to grow exponentially putting your time in at at those shows and the companies that you're supporting or working for or you know promoting like they're like they're going to notice that and so you're going to get oh, yeah, more absolutely. benefits yeah. from that like you're putting in the work and yeah these are unpaid hours oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah you're you're being compensated in in other ways you know right um, yeah it's not necessarily discounts not necessarily free stuff it's just you're building networks you're building respect among you know the the bigger names under yeah. whatever that label that might be um it's that's a very big thing and it took me a long time to learn it and so now i'm just like there's a show i'm in i don't know whose yeah. booth i need to stand in but i'm gonna find a booth to stand in like yeah I'm yeah it's there. crazy and that too and on that note there too it's crazy how small the fishing i would say i almost say ice dice fishing i mean it's already a small community but holy smokes right Everybody knows everybody. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, for sure. It's, <laughs> so it's like, oh yeah, you know that. It's just crazy. So it's like one of those things here. Do on that note there too. If you are doing these shows, doing whatever else, you have to be super professional about it. Don't do anything dumb because it will come around. And I've seen, I've seen some bad. Th- I mean, I haven't been in the industry that long, and I've seen some people do some dumb stuff, and it comes back around to them. And next thing you know, they're you know no longer in the industry because of right, you know, the, right. that kind of stuff. You know, too. So. But yeah, it, it's it's crazy how small the community is, you know. Even like the whole, I'm sure even the outdoor industry is pretty pretty small, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, to get sure. outside that. Oh yeah. Yep. Well, so <laughs> I wanted to do it this year, and it well, I wanted to do it two years ago, but it, they should COVID it shut down, and then this yeah, year it's yeah. like the week that it was didn't work out because I was like my annual family uh, vacation every year. So next year, I cast. I am going. And here's yeah, the good one, thing. That's that's what that's one I want to go to is iCast. Well, that's, that's, and <laughs> and here's the thing. Like you can. You have you have a podcast that gives you media credentials. You can get into iCast. It's Interesting. not it's not I never, open, I never thought about that. It's not open <laughs> to the public, but you can nope. get in. In fact, I got I got my buddy um David Pakachek in it. He moved down to Florida, he became a guide down there, and he's like, "Dude, I want to go to can can you get me into iCast?" I'm like, "Sure, I can. You just represent me." I said, I'm, I'll send you a bunch of hats and a bunch of stickers and try to line up some guests for me. All right, I'm in. I, I, I wrote him a letter. He's representing full-scale outdoors. Bada-bing, bada-boom. He's an iCast, just like that. Interesting. Yeah, huh. <laughs> I guess that's more like – because, like, I don't know if you heard of, like, an automotive industry, SEMA. The, basically, okay. the, it's like the car industry's iCast. Basically. Yeah, it's the like SHOT Show, it. right? It's like SHOT Show. Yeah, yeah. exactly like that. Yeah. But it's for the automotive, and this thing is – 
crazy huge. I mean, everybody's there. Every manufacturer, every, I mean, it's, it's, I can't describe how big this thing is. It puts, I mean, I, it's just huge. It's just an awesome thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I used to, like, when I was in high school, uh, my vocation was auto body. We used to get, you know, go there every year to, to, to the SEMA convention and see all these cool cars and companies, custom. And it was just all kind of that, all kind of crazy stuff. And uh, yeah, that's, and to get into that show, you have to be in the automotive industry or, you know, one of those things, know somebody to get you in there. Right. You know, so, but yeah, I, I didn't really think about that, the eye casting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, yeah, you were doing this. So you can go. I'm like, I already thought about that. As yeah, you're media. in. Yeah. If you want to go, you can go. Like, you're, you're like. Very interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, I plan. Mm. Next year, it's happening. I'm going. And because there's a thing, like, I'm a, I'm a member of Waypoint Collective or Waypoint Podcast, I think it's called now. Um, okay. And so that I believe that they have their own booth there, which is super cool because they've picked up so many different um, podcast titles now under that same umbrella. Which Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's super cool. So it's just you know, like the, I mean, there was chatter this year about like, yeah, meet up. We'll do some, you know, share casts. And I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Like that, that kind of networking. I mean, I don't know if you know who Tom Roland is, but I had him on the podcast this year. And that's a big name for me. Like that, he's yeah. one of the bigger names in saltwater fishing. And like when I first, like I was listening to his podcast. It was actually one of the he did an episode somewhat similar to what we talked about, like how to start a podcast and stuff like that. And it's like you just got to do it and blah 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 blah. And now his was one of the ones I'm like, you know what? He's right. I need to just start doing it. So when I actually got a chance to talk to him, I was like, oh shit, <laughs> I I, <laughs> yeah. I have his contact i have tom roland's contact information holy <laughs> shit <laughs> right oh, <laughs> holy man. shit <laughs> yeah as soon as i figure out this whole cell phone thing um i i, I have a lot of contacts over the country that I, I talk to like i wouldn't say regularly but every so often that guys were in like the elite bass series that i that i know you know firsthand you know right right right, right. like oh my god i was like i need to figure out the cell phone because i want these guys on my show because I mean, yeah and that's one of the doors I want to yeah. kick in. Like I want to get, yeah. I want to start getting these. You know, I want Seth Fighter on. You know, I want to talk to Ike. I want, you know, these. I want to get to that next, that next level for sure. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. No, I agree. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and it's. And you get there through it. networking. You know, if I just exactly. reach out and networking. I and I yep. send I send Ike and Ellie an email, which he probably gets <laughs> get that crazy dude on. <laughs> he probably gets a hundred hundred emails oh, a sure. day. You know. Yeah. He's not. I mean, I don't mean to to say that as like my own barrier like i'm not gonna not try to reach out to him but it's like he's big it's mike Iaconelli. yeah right, i mean yeah. he's big he's <laughs> he's getting you know it's like trying to get kevin van Dam or whoever you know like these guys are getting inundated with people trying to get a hold of them like it, oh, it's, I'm, it's oh i'm sure it's untenable right. like there's no way i'm sure they would like to respond to every one of their fans but there's no way that they could um right, exactly yeah so right. it's networking it's finding it's meeting the guy that can get you Ike right. and Ellie. Like that that's exactly. the right. guy. It's not like you don't need to meet Ike. You need to meet the guy that gets you to, to Ike. Get you to Ike. You right, get the yeah. guy that Ike trusts. <laughs> that's the guy right. you gotta get. It's funny. Think about that. Like you know, when you first started that podcast, now look what you're trying to think who you're getting now. When I first started, I wouldn't even thought about getting anybody big. I'm just trying to get Right, right, things. right, right. It's crazy to think about all right, cool. I'm gonna try to get this guy. Like what what what? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have my sights on on those things early on. Like that, I knew yeah. I was gonna. For me, I knew it wasn't. 
it was going to be a war of attrition. It wasn't going to be a flash in the pan. I knew I was right. going to stick with it. It was something I was going to do. So for me, I had a background in, in broadcasting. I was actually in small market radio for a few years. Okay. went to school for it. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm making a move here. I was packing up stuff and happened to come across my broadcasting degree. You know, I was like, oh, shit, look at that. There's my little certificate. Um, uh, so, and then I was out of it for a really long time. But I've always wanted to get back into it. Like, there's been so many times where I'm like, just go work for a small market station close by. Just do, like, part-time weekend, yeah. weeknights or, you know, weekend nights or something, you know, just to scratch that itch. And then podcasts became a thing. And I was like, well, why don't I just do that? And of course, I drug my feet on that for forever, and then I finally <laughs> did it. But I finally did it. And so once I did it, I'm yeah. like, yeah, this is this is the thing. This is what I like to do. Like, I, I really yeah. enjoy this. For me – um. It's weird how things just kind of evolve on their own. So as far as like getting into the industry. So I plan to do the podcast, but I did it at the same time that I wanted to break into like I wanted to become a fishing guide and a hunting guide. And what's weird is like I had for whatever reason hit all these like roadblocks with the guiding thing never really took off. And I spent so much money on like advertising and it never went anywhere. And it's like, oh, my God, I wasted so much money. And then the podcast was kind of like this throwaway thing. I'm, I'm, I want to do this because I want to do it. I never thought it would actually like be a thing. Well, yeah, that's the thing that grew legs. It's like what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like what? And it wasn't really till recently. And I still do do some guiding. Um, but it wasn't until like recently. I'm like, you know what? I think I'm gonna kind of switch my focus on this podcast thing. Let's let's see if I can't make this. Yeah. my job and then yeah that can supplement the guiding you know like that that will be like this might get me more guide work right but, exactly but yeah. i don't want but then i don't want the guide work then to get so busy that i can't do the podcast so i'm making podcast priority number one gotcha yeah yeah so i mean what is it a good move mm, i don't know because again it's not really making much money right now so <laughs> right right yeah <laughs> i mean a part of that well not part of it a lot of it's my fault too like i don't i don't just want to advertise for anybody you know yeah, with yeah. which people that listen to the show they're like what are you talking about dude i just heard a progressive commercial okay well those little commercials that you might hear in the beginning of my podcast i have no control over that that's part of the waypoint right yeah some of those things there too yeah I, somebody's like, you and, and like no, I get, i'm just like I get pennies. I, I, I literally yeah, I get like, pennies for that. Like it, that exactly. is exactly. Yeah. If anybody listens to my podcast, is saying that like, I click, I click the button saying yeah. monetize. Yeah. Like, I think I get a penny. Yeah. I mean, I literally. I think there's a check I haven't cashed downstairs. It's like for twenty five bucks. Like yeah, it's just not. Yeah. Um, I, I I do. I would be interested in like advertising or having you know advertisers on my show or sponsoring the show. Um, but it has to be companies I actually believe in, I actually Absolutely. use. Absolutely. I'm not just going to take a whatever. And I've turned down some things. You know, and especially we, we've had – it's funny because both Doug and Patrick and I, we all we all got um, blasted with the same thing. It was like um, – I believe it was called Shave My Balls or something like that. I don't remember <laughs> what it was. But, you know, it's, it was, it's like competitive to like Manscaped or Smooth My, smooth think- my Balls is what it was. Oh, I heard of that. Yeah, yeah okay, and they're like, we, we picked your podcast out of blah, 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 blah. I think it'd be a great something, something. So all of us <laughs> got the same email in like the same week, right? Yeah. And when you contact them, they're like, they want you to, you have to buy the shit. 
they give you a discount. You got to buy it, and then if you sell so much, you get like a percentage of your sales. Like, no, 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 the, no, 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 no. That's not how this works. That you want to advertise on my show, you're gonna have to put up some cash. That's how this right. is gonna yeah, work. That's how, that's how like, it works. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't in the that's market for a ball yeah. shaver before you emailed me, and I'm not in market for one now. All right. <laughs> yeah, like it's funny. Like so, like what we did, like on the blasting cast, like. We had a couple sponsors, like we had a couple, like you know, we had Dots Pretzels sponsor one of our episodes, and he's that's gave us cool. Some they gave us some pretzels, you know. That's all we, we're not looking at anything crazy. That like, would probably be good enough for me, dude. Those pretzels are bomb. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so we got like some, we got some of this, and we did, you know, we did a couple different local ones where it's like, hey, yeah, oh, here's some, uh, here's some coffee from a company. Here's mm-hmm. give shout, yeah. No worries. Yeah, cool. You know, I'm okay with that. You know, so I was like, hey, you know, and it's probably cheaper for them there too for a little bit of, you know, right. They're, right. Not, they're not putting up hundreds of dollars. We're just giving us a couple bucks on the product, which, which is completely happy by us. You know, it's just like, yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that. You know, you know here's the thing but, for any would be sponsors that are listening out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and I'm serious though, because it's, yeah, it's yeah. a different thing from coming from a, uh, a radio background. You know, a lot of a lot of these companies they get kind of hung up on like numbers. You know, like, well, I can yep. go to I can advertise on radio and I and I'll reach a hundred thousand people. Yeah, but of that hundred thousand people, you're taking you're rolling the dice if they even give a shit what you're selling. And if they're anything right. if they're anything like me, when I'm listening to commercial radio and I the song finishes and a commercial comes on, I change the channel. I don't even yep. listen to your goddamn commercial. Nope. <laughs> so so it, you think you're reaching all these people, but are you really? Here's the are great really? thing about podcasts. It's a captive audience. And yep. if <laughs> if I'm advertising something that is relevant to the podcast, every single person listening has intrinsic like some kind con- of connection value. to it. Yeah, connection like to, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're going to they're going to want it. Like or, or they have a greater percentage of being interested in your product, and then if the yep. host uses it, believes in it, and you've built this rapport with your followers and everything, they are going to be that much more inclined to then take action and purchase your product. So, dollar spent per person that's actually interested in your product, in my opinion, is so much greater than almost any other media you could possibly advertise on. You have a captive audience, like yeah. They're just and the and there are studies out there, like they're the facts are out there. Like the people that listen to podcasts, they're very loyal. They're you know they they are far more apt to take action. So, yeah, 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 and it's just exactly that. It's funny as like I'm not gonna put something on my like sponsor one of these shows where I would never use this stuff. Like every one of my sponsors that I you know even like as a tackle company or whatever else that. Like hey, it's good stuff. I use it, and like I said, like it's like I said, it's more. They're more captive. They're more. I think the loyalty to those people, to those podcasts, are more. Oh hey, they're using this stuff. You know, there's a good. There's a good chance that somebody. It may not be everybody, but somebody might take you know buy their stuff. You know, right, right. But yeah, yeah, no. I 100% agree with you what you just said. So yeah. well, yeah. let's get back into the outdoor stuff. People are probably bored with podcast oh, yeah. <laughs> stuff, but <laughs> I mean, I, I'm interested in it because I do it, but that, everybody else is probably like, okay, can we talk about catching some shit? <laughs> um, <laughs> what other stuff do you do out there in North Dakota? You, you, you're you pretty big in the fishing in the summertime, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I, open water fishing, you know. Um, I've got more recently heavily, I mean, I've always fished, open water fish a lot, you know, but I, but 
even deeper now that I got a boat a couple of years ago because before I never had a boat, I was just, you know, a shore rat, you know, fishing from a shore and sure. hopping in a buddy's boat, whatever like that, and doing whatever else, but just fine, you know. There's, there's some uh, decent shore fishing opportunities oh, in North Dakota, oh, actually. Dude. Oh, there, there's some very good, <laughs> you know, there's some, there's sometimes where you're better off fishing from shore than boat, honestly. Yeah, my buddies, but, when we just, this, <laughs> this recent trip, not to, sorry to interrupt you, but this yeah, recent good, trip, yeah. like we, we left, they continued, they were staying another day and they went somewhere. And they, uh, where they had had luck a few weeks ago, they just went down to this little, uh, I think it was the St. James River somewhere, and boom, next thing you know, we're, my phone's blown up with walleye pictures, and they're just fishing from shore. Oh, yeah. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, like like this lake here, Lake Darling, you know, just north of me here, there's, you know, the lake that's closest to me, the biggest lake close to me. Like, honestly, like, I have, I caught more 10-pound walleye up there from shore than I have from, from the boat up there. In fact, I... I I do better from a shore than I do from boat. Way to rub okay. it in. I've I, never I, caught a 10 pound Wally. <laughs> Jerk. It, 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 it can, it, like, I've, caught, I've caught quite a few up there that are that 10 pound, you know, they're just, you know, Lake, but. Lake Darling, like, got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The question is, where are they at? You have to just, I mean, I mean, it's no secret if you go to one of the bridges and fish from the shore, jigging minnow or jigging white plastic during the fall time, you're going to get a chance you're going to catch a, you know, pretty good uh, one a, a, yeah north dakota whopper size walleye from Dang, there. It's just, that's crazy you know, yeah it's it's pretty crazy um but yeah you know it's just it's for, for me it's an open water you know i just got di- more deeper into it and you know just learning to you know fishing for a boat my own boat me controlling it and i think for me you know boat control is all about whatever you know that's a whole different ball game oh it's a big it's a big <laughs> so, part of it it's a big that's part a whole yeah, different ball sure. game so yeah but yeah, you know. then other than that, you know, um, ice fishing too. I'm like, he, <sighs> like really, I really love ice fishing. It's it's the craziest thing in the world. I'm from Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, <laughs> I, I love ice fishing, and I cannot wait till it freezes up every year. It's just like people back home can't fathom like why or how. Yeah. So <laughs> how, how does somebody real quickly? How does somebody get from Las Vegas to North Dakota? How does well, that happen? Um, well. You know, up here is usually a, a couple different ways to get up here to North Dakota. If you're, you know, like me, a, a black guy from up here, and base or from out or out here, uh, not from the state uh, military or the oil field. Okay. Um, but uh, military brought me up here. I All right, that, right on. Uh, yep, yep. I came up here in North Dakota in 2001. Was my first duty station here in Minot, North Dakota. Um, and I was stationed here for about four years. I was here, yeah, four years, and then I left, went to Korea for a year. Uh, and I actually got stationed back at home for the next four years in Nellis Air Force Base. Um, I was there, but I wasn't there a whole lot just because of deployments. I was kind of there in like the height of the war. So I was there. I was kind of like in and out a lot mm-hmm. over there. And then we came back, came back here in 2010, and I just recently retired this year, 20 years. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's, that's yep. the other thing, too. Like, oh, that happened to me, right? Like, I didn't I didn't serve. We had, like, there was me and two other buddies that were, were planning on going to uh, the Marines right out of high school. I don't know what happened. They all they all flaked out. I'm like, well, I'm not going yeah. by myself. Screw this. Right. right well, next yeah. thing you know, I one of the buddies we're talking to goes off and joins the Navy. And I'm like, well, why didn't why didn't you say something, dude? I would have <laughs> went in with you. Like, what yeah. what the hell? So he goes off and joins the Navy. Right. Comes a career man. He's a medic. He's doing this, doing that, and the other thing. Where I'm going, busting my ass. I think I'm a I'm a I'm an iron worker. I'm throwing <laughs> rebar around, and he's. We have our like twenty year high school reunion. This motherfucker's retiring. I'm like, wait. Yeah. I'm like, wait, yeah. what? Yeah. What do you mean you're retiring? <laughs> He's like, yeah, dude, I'm retired. Twenty years. I was like, what? 
<laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's dang, crazy to I totally screwed up. <laughs> Your first job, retire at thirty six. Yeah, it's funny. My my good friend of mine back home in Vegas, he's like, I did pretty much the same thing. I just kind of up and just did it. I didn't tell anybody. I just up and did it to join the Air Force. My buddy was like, dude, why didn't you tell me? I would have joined with you. I'm like, I don't know, man. I just did it, you know. So, so yeah, that's, yeah, that's crazy. But that's but nice. yeah, yeah, no, here and then that's how it's funny though, because like growing up, like you know, a lot of people. Um, you know, like, like my Saturday morning, or I, I would say my Sunday morning ritual with my dad, or my, sometimes my Saturday morning cartoons is watching, you know, the outdoor shows. Oh, for you know? sure, yeah. Like I, sure. I remember growing up watching people like Bay Winkleman and, mm-hmm. and the the Linders, because some of the stuff sometimes will come on, you know, you know, in this down in Las Vegas, and me and my dad will watch it. I'm like, oh man, that'd be cool to go do up there, and you know, go fishing for walleye. You know, I never seen a walleye, but it'd be pretty cool to do it. Um, or like, I remember going to like in the waiting rooms at like the doctor's offices or, 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 you know, like a barbershop, they had like filled and stream magazines. Mm-hmm. I would go to, I would go directly to the outdoor magazines every single time. If it wasn't that it was a car magazine, but you know, I was always looking at all, all the Midwest hunting and fishing and stuff up there. And it's, I thought everything that I do today on a day to day, day to day basis was something I, I, I dreamed of me and my dad just dreamed about doing. That's cool. And so, and when I got up here and I finally got into it, I was like, holy crap, I'm actually doing this stuff. It's right. like, you know, this is a dream. This is like a lifelong dream to me living up here, hunting and fish. I can go an hour, scratch that, I can go a half an hour in any direction to some decent hunting or some decent fishing, you know? Right. And, and it's just, and it's, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm living yeah, my I dream. Mean, you're, like, yeah, you're an out, <laughs> you're you're living in an outdoor destination. I think it's a lot. Like a lot of us in the Upper Midwest don't we take for granted. It's like absolutely right. People yeah. vacation here for what you do every day. Like, don't yeah. lose sight of that. You know, like that. <laughs> right? It, yeah, I wish people. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's crazy. Like you know, I go down to Scott Wheel. Hey, I'm going pheasant hunting. You no, know, oh, I see a bunch of birds. People come up here for I spend thousands of dollars right a week. Just to do that, and I'm like, I can do it well, on the weekend. Or Whenever you want, yeah. I got right, yeah. We got off work early today. I think I'll go pheasant hunting. <laughs> right, yeah. Hey, I'm going to go walleye fishing yeah. for the weekend. You yeah. know, just catch an hour down the road. Catch a 10-pounder from shore. You know, no big deal. <laughs> well, right, yeah. People spend thousands of dollars to do that. And I'm like, well, I just spend a couple bucks to go do that, you know, right, for gas right. and eight, you know. So, yeah. So, like I said, for me, like, it's like, <sighs> I, I, it's, I'm in paradise right now. I, I couldn't be happier. You know where I'm living at. Only thing that would be different if I, I could live in a rural location, just sure. outside the city limits, and sure. be great. You know, so <laughs> that would be pretty cool. But you know, why don't you just keep pumping out the the content? Get there. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, well, yeah. Well, my phone just yelled at me; it's about to die. So let's uh, wrap this oh, thing yeah. up before it just cuts <laughs> off good, in a dead silence. Let everybody know where they can find you. Tell them about your podcast. Yeah, uh, a few places you can find me at. Um, you can find me and my wife. Uh, we have our thing, our page, our outdoor page called Beauty in the Vet Outdoors. Beauty in uh, the Vet. Okay, I'll have to Beauty in the that. Vet Outdoors. Yeah, yeah. She's she's like really into makeup. She's she's absolutely gorgeous. She's always you know with me. Everybody's like, hey, how'd you get them? Like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. <laughs> she married this troll. Dude. I have no idea. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, here we're, we're always doing kind of some like if you see me fishing or or, or hunting nine times out of ten, you will see her with me all the time. Nice, she's, uh, nice, nice. Huge, yeah, she's a huge support to me and. You know, having that spouse next to you, you know, makes this a whole lot easier. So, um, and then you can go on my Instagram page, uh, canine guy 82. I know it makes no sense to me fishing saying canine guy 82, (laughs) 
I just I, I based it off my military career. That's what I did. I was a canine handler in the military. Oh crap! I wanted so, to talk to you about that. Well, next time. Yeah, next time. Yeah. Um. So um. Yeah. I go on Instagram, canine guy eighty two, and then um for my podcast, it is um the Blast and Cast podcast. Me and my buddy Stephen Kolobach and are on there. We had different bunch of guests, bunch of local sticks and you know outdoorsmen that are out, are well known out here. We have them on there. And then two, not two, I was going to say probably three or four now, but, uh, uh, on YouTube as well, Theo Tolliver Fishing on YouTube. Uh, I have a lot of content on there. I haven't put a whole lot like recently on there, but there's stuff from like last season, last ice season and stuff on there too. And if you happen to be on TikTok, look for Theo Tolliver on TikTok hey, too. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> hey, TikTok's blowing up. That's the place to be right oh, now. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, all those places, man. Or well, send, just, send me go- links to all that stuff, and I'll, I'll put it in the, the show notes, and uh, hopefully people can just – um, lazy quick link it and uh, yeah for sure send send some people oh. your way that'd be sweet and let's do this again we'll get your wife on next time yeah for sure man I really appreciate you having me on man it's been a blast and it's it's one of those things you like you probably didn't even have an agenda we just kept talking next thing you know it's, it's, that's podcasting man. I never so I cool. never have an agenda I, ne- <laughs> never. I, I try never. to keep Same this here. loose <laughs> I, I want a conversational you know you 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 want you want a podcast that's heavy on tips and tricks yeah, go somewhere else unless you're not yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna yeah, get that here yeah same thing <laughs> on mine we just we're, we're like two dudes having a beer yeah talking dude, it's not just, that we don't talk about stuff that like that from time to right. time but it's yeah it's <laughs> I don't know. I, these are the kind of podcasts i enjoy i like listening right exactly to, so. yeah same here man so <laughs> cool dude well hopefully i don't drop the ball next time i'm in your area and i'll give you a shout you can hop in and shoot some birds with us Hell yeah, man. Yeah, I'm always I'm always around, man. And like I said, thanks for having me on, man. It's been a pleasure. So, all right, take care, brother. Have a good night. Bye.